0: Me and my cousins, it's a podcast. Three guys, three decades, three perspectives. Me and my cousins, it's a podcast. And it's another episode of the Me and My Cousins podcast. As always, I am Angelo Gingerelli, coming with my cousin, Kenny Nicosia. Our cousin, Mike Cassell is out this week. He's out on Long Island. Uh, I thought this episode was more important than he did, apparently, because he took the entire week off. And this week we have not one, not two, but three very special guests. They've been a part of the me and my cousins' family for all summer of 2020. Really, finally get to talk to them live. Uh, the guys from Bean Mugging Coffee Co. A lot of times I've got some feedback since they've been one of our sponsors. I shout them out too much on the show. But I don't know. If knows, last night was the first ever or the first open mic 64 at the Go Play Arcade in Belmar post-pandemic and none of my cousins came to that event but two of the three guys from bean mugging came out and supported so that's why i'm going to shout them out more than my family on tonight's show that being said kenny how are you man
1: awesome man sorry i couldn't make it last night i had work early this morning
0: uh yeah you didn't respond at all to my text messages asked you to come and neither did michael so i'm rolling with these guys from here on out all kidding aside, Kenny, how's your how's your fall going so far? Are you hitting Beachcomber? What are you doing?
1: Uh, I don't know, man. Beachcomber's pretty cold over there. Pretty beat. Um, it's looking like Jax right now. Jax is the move, you know. A Little crowd's different, but whatever. Just go with the flow, right?
0: Cool. I know you enjoy the coffee. You ready to get talking to the Bean Mug Coffee guys?
1: Yeah, I gotta let. I got a lot of questions for these uh Bean Mug guys.
0: Okay, <clears throat> I like it. Um, so we're we got. Jose Serrano, uh, Jason Montaner, and Tom McTye kind of started this coffee company down in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. It's the Roast from the Coast. I I, I know Jose for a long time through a couple of mutual friends. I saw I started a coffee company on Big Coffee Drinker. I bought a bag of Boardwalk Blend back in early summer. I'm probably one of the first customers right now, Fourth of July weekend. Really liked it. He said, listen to the show and it kind of made sense for us to work together. So I appreciate for Jose for approaching us about that and giving us a good sponsorship. We're enjoying the coffee. And I want to know about you guys, start with Jose. What's your background? are you a lifelong coffee guy, are you an entrepreneur? Where do you, where do you link up trying to bring your own blend and breed of coffee to the Jersey shore? And how do you guys link up and meet together?
2: Hey, uh, well, I appreciate you having us on tonight. Um, So yeah, so my background Um, I've had a couple of businesses for probably the last, I don't know, 10 or 12 years or so. Um, So I'm always, you know, just trying different things and, uh, you know, trying to just keep, keep the needle moving as far as uh, on the entrepreneur level. Um, You know, we've had a clothing line for 10 years, uh, Karma Cartel with uh, Chris Rockwell did that for a while and uh, he's still, he's still doing that. Shout out to Rockwell. Um, As far as coffee, uh, always been a coffee drinker uh definitely since high school i mean i remember going on the bus with with coffee in my cup um so that that for sure um as far as background uh from howell was a lifelong howell uh you know person out there moved down to Manahawkin. we're like five miles from the beach out in lbi which is pretty cool and as far as uh school uh howell high school and then uh, graduated from uh kane university uh business management so
0: And I I remember back in the day, probably five, six years ago, I met Chris Rockwell. I became a fan of his music first, and then I met you. And I remember thinking in my head, these guys are the Jay-Z and Dame Dash of the Jersey Shore. Like, Chris is the face of things. Jose's got the business side on lock. They they have Karma Cartel instead of Rockaware. They're going to do big things. And I became a fan of Chris, and then I met you at the shows, and we just kind of hit it off since then. And I'm glad we get to work together now. Uh, Tom, yes. what's your background, man? You from Howell, too, or what's your, what's your situation that brings you here today? No, no. So I uh, I actually I live in Point Pleasant now, uh,
3: but I grew up a, a little farther north in Fairville. um Most of my life, went to school up that way, went to high school, uh, spent a little bit of time, a very short period of time up at Seton Hall, um, realized that wasn't my thing anymore, and I was done with school, and kind of from that point forward, have, uh, have been an entrepreneur. Um, I've been in the wedding business for about 20 years. So I own, um, I own an entertainment company. And then um, my main business besides Bean mugging now, um, I own a company called Wedding Set Go, which is a, um, a local company. What we do is we produce uh, wedding trade shows, wedding shows uh, for people that are planning their wedding. Um, so I've kind of been you know, doing my own thing um, most of my life. And then uh, my, my good friend Jose and Jason now have brought me into the world of, uh, of coffee in a couple different ways. Um, but kind of like Jose... Um, I was always, I always had a cup in my hand. So, uh, now no more, uh, no more going through the drive-thru it. we just Bruce and Bean mugging at
0: home these days. I, li- I like it, man. And, uh, I am, I am a married man, very happily married. Hopefully there's no more weddings in my future, but when it's time for Kenny to get married, hopefully you guys hook up and you can come to one of your shows and find a vendor that'll take care of him on the DJ florist catering side of things also me and kenny got a little connection to sayerville i didn't know you were from there um a couple of years ago me and kenny went to an action bronson concert in sayerville and i believe we were the only couple of people there that i had fed kenny baby food when he was first born and they were going to rap shows together when he was a young adult i think there's too many Bad action ball. bronson fans that grew up together from literally birth to 19 20 years old whatever he was at the time uh jason you with us man I am.
4: I am. Thanks, Angelo. Thanks for having us again, man.
0: No, no problem, uh, man. Thanks for thanks for coming out last night. Apparently, Kenny and Michael couldn't find them to leave their home on a Wednesday, we and really the offices to come out and support. And Kenny, man. We were like, well,
4: wh- "Where's Kenny at, bro?" And he just didn't show. You up. know what's weird? Oh, I get, me, I, get that, I get
0: that I get that response all the time when I'm out and about, but it's always from women. You're the first guys I've ever met that <laughs> were like, "Where's the cute one?" Uh,
4: <laughs> it's all right. Be- I'm sliding into Kenny's DMs on the side. You guys just don't know yet, but we do. <laughs> uh, I grew up, I grew up in Howell too, man. Me and Jose, uh, we were kind of buddies in, in high school. Um, I, I, I was a sports guy. I played a lot of baseball, basketball. Uh, I wrestled a little bit in high school. Uh, uh, you know, I enjoyed, you know, boating, fishing. I was a big motorcycle guy until I got married had kids and stuff. You know, you got to give some of that stuff up. Uh, married I got a seven-year-old uh, a seven-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son and uh, you know we're just trying to sling coffee man I grew up with coffee in my household I was making coffee for my family when I was like six seven years old you know making it in a making it in a drip making it in that sock making it on the stove you know I you know it was just always something that stuck with me throughout my whole entire life and it just kind of just clicked when uh, the three of us sat down together and we just said, let's
0: do this, man. And I'm going to let you take this next question, Jay, since you kind of kind of segued into it on your own. What the three of you obviously have been friends for a long time. Obviously, have had kind of interrelated but different business interests. Right. What made you guys decide that coffee was the, the next step? And what was the give us the steps to where we are today? Like, what's the inception of the idea? And how do you go from just an idea to uh, a single origin coffee company that's servicing the entire country?
4: So uh, it's a good question. I worked for a coffee catering company um, for about five years uh, before Tom and I kind of sat down and uh, put together uh, this, whole, uh, this whole plan. Um, realistically, what happened is uh, we woke up uh, the day after uh, my, my wedding, maybe had a little bit of a headache. I can't, I can't confirm nor deny what happened the night before. Um, and, uh, we just, we just kind of put together like, yo, dude, like, what were you missing? We missed coffee. We missed, we missed that whole experience at the end of your night. And I was like, funny, you mentioned that, you know, we could do something together. Uh, you know, and we sat down at the table, we kind of put our heads together, made some phone calls out to some old connects. We put a business plan together and, uh, here we are. I have to say my partners are the greatest out there. We work so well together and we just make things happen. man.
0: Yeah, man, you guys are moving. You I feel like even if I didn't know Jose by this point in the game, I would have got bean mugging would have come across my radar. Just being a coffee drinker that lives down the shore. I'm seeing the stickers out there. I'm seeing the t-shirts. Um, I'm seeing the, the Instagram posts. And I think even if I didn't know you guys by now, I would have wanted to try it just by seeing the, the, the brand and the logo and the positive feedback and the love you guys are getting online. That being said, as a coffee guy, I have a couple of coffee questions. Jose, you could start with these. And if somebody else wants to jump in, let me know. But for people, you guys really pride yourself on being single origin. What does that exactly mean? And how is that different than if you go in like a food town and buy a, a canister of folders or chock full of nuts? Yeah, so um, so
2: single origin, right? So here's the thing. So single origin is from one one country the coffee is the bean is from one country it's not blended with anything else it's going to be you're going to have a colombian single origin then that coffee is just colombian coffee it's not blended or mixed with any other any other origins um so we have a a monthly origin every every month will feature a new uh monthly origin so like the whole thing with that is like um we have blends that we carry all year round like three primary blends we carry all year round. And then every month we try to feature something new and kinda of have like a limited release of it and then we'll switch it out. So every month you're kinda of going around the world and you can subscribe on the website to just like the monthly origin club or you can, you know, buy it per bag, things like that.
0: Gotcha. Um and that being said, a lot of you guys alluded to you were brewing coffee for your families at a pretty young age, right? What's the best way to brew Bean mug and coffee. Personally, and I, you guys might, might laugh when I say this. I use a French press. I think it works pretty well. Am I doing something wrong? Is drip better? Is what's the be- what's the best way to enjoy that bean mug and coffee?
2: So, so yeah. So our coffee is uh, is a medium grind. So it's really good for uh, you. Can use an electric drip if you if you choose, um, you know, Mister Coffee, or um, I think we're right now we're all using Ninja coffee makers. Um. It's also good for pour over, so it kind of works uh, that way. If you have a delicate machine, we also offer whole beans so you can grind it to your own settings and you know perfect to your to your machine. Um, but I mean, it's 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 balanced enough where you can kind of you know be versatile with how you how you brew your coffee. Um we're kind of in that in that range where if, however you brew your coffee, this is this is gonna work out for you.
0: Good, man. And then as far as the, I know, I know with coffee, the roasting process is a big deal, right? That's kind of how you put the finishing touches on the bean before you actually take it from a plant to a drink how involved in that are you guys? And how do you, how does that work on your end?
2: Yeah. So, so here, so we just like, I guess to go back to the caffeination station, which is our mobile coffee bar, um, we worked with our roaster to get the espresso for that coffee bar. And we, we did that for a couple of years. um, we started, you know, ha- building that relationship with our with our uh, with our roaster, and that's how we kind of brought into the, the small batch side of it. Um, now we're doing different tastings and from different origins, and saying, hey, let's let's blend this origin with that origin, or, you know, let's do a dark roast, let's have a medium roast, let's you know get creative. So as far as the roasting, the roasting's done locally. Uh, we we partner with our roaster, and he does um, our coffee exclusively now for both for both companies. Um, that being said, I think the, the focus now is making sure that we're, we're making sure that our, uh, our schedule is on point so that he, he kind of knows where we're at and we kind of try to stay on like our, our, you know, have fresh coffee for, for customers and, uh, maintain our levels, our inventory levels. And and we have a a roasting schedule now for our different blends that we, that we worked out with our roaster.
0: Gotcha. Good call. Uh, Kenny, what do you got for these guys tonight?
1: All right, so it's wild card time. Uh, this question is for Tom. So how many different blends do you guys have, and how many different blends do you guys aspire to have in the future? So I'm going to answer the
3: second part of that question first, Kenny. Um, uh, the
1: yeah.
3: number of blends we aspire to have, uh, we, we're going to load up the, uh, up the website, I think, ultimately at the end of the day. Um, what we're doing right now is we have four blends, uh, we have our boardwalk blend, which is like our house coffee. It's like a nice morning uh, donut shop kind of kind of coffee. We have a decaf version of it. We have our Sumatra Sunrise and our Beach Bonfire blend. Now, Bonfire is like a super dark roast, if that's your thing. And then every month we have a new single Origin that we we put through. So that changes monthly. So you can subscribe to our monthly Origin Club if you like to try different coffee. And the new one's going to show up at your doorstep automatically every month. So you'll try something new. Uh, and then we actually also just recently added espresso into the mix. Um, so you can buy our espresso that we use at the Caffeination Station mobile bar direct from Bean Muggin as well.
1: Sweet, sweet. So what's your biggest blend so far? Most popular. So so it's right now it's, um, it's pretty close uh, between Boardwalk blends.
3: And our Sumatra Sunrise, um, you know, they typically go back and forth from week to week on, um, you know, which one's up and which one, which one's, um, you know, down one or two bags from the other. Uh, but they're, they're pretty closely even now, um, you know, a couple months into this whole thing since we launched it in July. Uh, I think, you know, they, they kind of appeal to everybody. The boardwalk being like your your morning get the day started coffee and um, Sumatran coffee is super popular right now. So when people see that we have a Sumatran blend, that kind of kind of flies out the door as well.
1: Sweet, sweet. All right. Next question is for Mr. Jason. Uh, how did you guys come up with the name Bean Muggin?
4: Oh boy. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. So
4: uh, I have to give credit to uh, to my sister, uh, Jose's wife. Uh, She's the one that uh, we were all sitting down. We're all listen when we sat down at the table, we had names flying left and right, uh-huh. and uh, my sister, shout out to Erica, uh, came up with the name, and we were just like, "That's the one, let's do it," and we just ran with it.
1: That's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> hey, real quick, uh, Jose over here. I the the other thing too is with that with the name Bean Mugging. That was actually the name when we started with the coffee bar. That was always the original name. And what happened was we were like, well, we can't go to a wedding and say, hey, write the check to bean mugging. Like it, it can't work that way. Like that doesn't, that's not going to fly. So Jay yeah. actually came up with the name, the caffeination station. And that's how we ended up doing the, the mobile coffee bar. And then it was, we still wanted to use that name. We always knew we were going to do coffee anyway. So that kind of, if you look back at our original post for the caffeination station, we were hashtagging Bean Muggin the whole time. So Bean Muggin, uh, that's kind of how that that came about as well. So that's just a little background on the on the, on the the real name, you know, from the start to finish.
1: That's pretty sweet. All right, I got a question for you now, Jose. Uh, who's some of your biggest partners um, with Bean Muggin, and do you see them helping out your business a lot? Um, a lot or a little bit, whatever? Do you see them helping out? Well, I mean – Quiet, quietly, I mean, to to
2: people, but like our roaster is a huge part of, of our success. Um, just the way we partnered together from the beginning with the caffeination station and, and knocking out all these coffee blends and, and tastings and, you know, helping us steer us in the right direction as far as like what flavor palettes would go with other flavor palettes, uh, that, that helped us out a lot. And then, I mean, locally we're, we're into a couple shops and, um, you know, like for right now, I know uh, we're in Self Care Cove and Brick, um, and they've helped us out by by putting some bags on the shelf, and it's been super supportive. And then we're also in Haven Sweet Shop in Point Pleasant, which is an ice cream shop and a and a candy store, and we have our bags in there as well, as well as our 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 whole uh, you know cold brew and nitro cold brew setup, which is which is really really fun. Um, so I feel like they've been like you know essential in our in our success as well.
1: That's pretty cool. Uh, could you explain nitro brew to me? Because I honestly have no clue what that is. Yeah, sure. So, um, so uh, have you had cold brew coffee? Yeah.
2: All right. So cold. So cold brew is uh, is a coffee that's that's brewed for twenty four hours. Um, it's not, you know, it's not bitter. And we take the cold brew that we keg, and then we we infuse it with nitrogen, and that kind of just opens up the coffee. Uh, you know, it just dances on your taste buds. It opens up the. Whole- wow. Uh, so that's kind of what nitro nitro cold brew is. It's cold brew infused with nitrogen.
1: Th- that's pretty interesting. So you guys are like coffee chemists now, huh? Basically. Y-
2: yeah. Yeah. My mother would love to. Didn't know
1: that's true. Like <laughs> cooking up some nitro in the basement. I yeah. like it. Like yeah. it. Yeah. She'd be super proud now. <laughs>
0: Well, I'll say from, from a layperson's perspective that doesn't work in the coffee industry, nitro coffee is definitely, it's something different than regular coffee. It tastes different. It's got a different texture. I like it, but it's, it's a completely different way to drink coffee. Do you guys agree with that? Where there's a lot of different, you know, there's different blends, there's different roasts, there's different things, but nitro is almost like a whole, the way Guinness is kind of it's, different from a regular quote-unquote beer, it's a whole nitro is kind experience. of different than coffee. Yeah.
2: Oh, without a doubt. It's a whole different experience.
0: And yeah, it's a, a game-changer.
2: Yeah, no, without a doubt, 100. percent I completely agree.
0: Um, that, with that being said, and you guys could each take this, or maybe maybe just Tom could take it. What do you guys? Where do you see the company in one year, and then in five years? What are the big the big goals? I'm I'm assuming the first year is keep getting a name out there, keep selling bags of great coffee, and keep keep establishing the the name. But what's what's after that? What do you guys got planned for the next year or so? So, Angel, first I'm gonna hit you with what we have planned for the next month or so. Let's do um, it. Cause
3: we kind of got like a, a, another big um, product launch coming out in October kind of too. So right now, while we have a bunch of different blends, um, the one thing that's getting wildly popular in coffee world is flavored coffees, um, which we currently do not offer. Um, so starting in October, we're going to release our first flavored coffee and then we're going to be releasing uh, one every month from here on out. Some of them will be seasonal um, and then some of them will be, Ones that just stay on the roster and in the rotation, you'll be always be able to get. Um, so that's number one, and then number two for October um, is something for those, you know, on the run coffee people in the morning that need some convenience. Uh, we'll actually have K cups out in October um, for all four of our our standard blends. Um, so that's kind of a big one, um, getting both of those done in October. Um, but then, kind of going forward for the first year. And you know, kind of five year plan. Um, obviously, yeah, like you said for the first year, the idea is to really just you know be out there and in front of as many people as we can in the first year, exposing them to AR coffee, and of course, um, really what the bean and brand is uh, and what it's what it's all about, um, and and getting all those new uh, new flavors and blends out there in the first year. Um, and then the five year plan, um, I think we all have a pretty a pretty solid goal on this one. And we hope that it doesn't take us five years to get there. But um, we're kind of unique in the fact that we are a coffee brand without a coffee shop. Um, a lot of people do it the other way around. We kind of took a different approach. Um, so that'll be the, the next thing on the horizon after we get through this first year is, um, you know, working on the plan for the first bean mug and coffee shop.
0: Nice. That sounds like a great plan. I think we guys can use we can use a place like that in Monmouth County. There are a lot of coffee shops, but I think there's always room for more. Um, I think you guys have a good enough product that people will be excited to see that open and see if Australia has to come out and support and you know get a coffee and a t-shirt, a coffee and some stickers, maybe hang out in there and talk or do some work on their laptop or read a book. I think that's awesome. Uh, I want I want I'm gonna ask everybody this question. I'm gonna start with Jason what you guys are kind of all I hate the cliche but I'm going to use it serial entrepreneurs right you have your hands in a lot of different things you've tried and like everybody else you try things that work don't work it's always a learning experience what advice do you have for young entrepreneurs Kenny's just turned 24 what would you tell him that you know he's out of school now working what advice would you give a typical say 20 24 year old about what they should do to become an entrepreneur like yourself uh Jason Uh, you could start that question
4: all right so um listen uh I've taken a lot of swings and had a lot of misses too, you know, uh, just if you're going to do something, put everything into it, you know, don't, 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 uh, you know, uh, don't, don't half a, it, I'm sorry. I'm going to be a uh, uh, PG over here. Uh, uh, you know, if, if you're going to do something, don't waste your time with it. You know, uh, just go ahead, give it your 100%. Don't take any shortcuts because, you know, saving time, it's always going to bite you in the back later. You know what I mean? Um, over the years, we've learned, I, I've had different businesses myself. And if you don't put your all into it, everyone's going to notice there's someone else working that much harder than you. So you just got to get up there and, uh, and knock it out.
0: Good, good, good advice to any young person out there listening. Uh, Jose, what do you got, man? What advice would you give to a young, young person, young version of yourself about how to become an entrepreneur?
2: yeah um just to, to piggyback off of that. Um, so a lot of the businesses I've had, and I mean I've, I mean, I had a DJ company at 13 to you know doing clothing line at you know for ten years after, you know and, and things like that. but I think the the advice I have is like all these businesses I've done, i've always I've always had a partner. Um, and I think the the key, I think, is to surround yourself with like people that you trust. Um, you want to have somebody who's going to balance, balance you out, a yin and yang. You know, you don't want two of the same type of personalities. You don't want someone that's always going to agree with you. I think it's okay to have, you know, disagreements. I think that's how you kind of push, push the business forward. So I would, I would say that, you know, a big part of it is like, if you're, if you're going to do it, um, I recommend, you know, I know there's pros and cons to having partners and, and things like that, but if you can surround yourself with good people, people you trust, people that balance you out, I think that's, uh, that's a, That's that's what I would recommend. Uh, it helps with capital, too, at first. You don't have to bear the, the brunt. So, yeah, I, 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 no, but it's true, though, like, especially if, if you're a young entrepreneur, like you start splitting the bills, it, it, you can move you know twice as fast or no, if you have makes- three partners, you move three times as fast. You just have to know how to get out of the arguments without killing each other.
0: Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head with putting the right team together and that trust really being important, right? You can butt hedge, but if you can trust everybody and realize everybody has the same ultimate goal, I think that team works a lot better, right?
2: Oh, without a doubt, you have to. I mean, you, you, you're you're talking about you know, fears, uh, rejection, um, all those things that you just don't want to go through, and you're you're going to go through with with your business partner, and you got to really you want to walk through the fire together,
0: period. Oh. No doubt. Tom, what do you got for the young entrepreneurs out there? What can we, what should we tell the young kids? Oh man, I think the
3: most important thing from all of my experiences is that you need to be realistic with what your goals are and what you can achieve timely. Um, and not think that your success is going to happen overnight. I think a lot of people get caught up in seeing someone start a business and seeing that business explode, but not realize that that business has actually been around for two, three, four years before it got to that point. Um, you know, and I think everybody goes through those, those times. And I, I still do after 20 years of working for myself and having different businesses of, of getting frustrated, but ultimately if you're realistic and you know that you can have a solid plan to stay the course, um, you know, and you have a great product and good people around you at the end of the day, you're going to see success. Um, you know, so you just can't think that success is going to happen on, you know, week, week two of starting your business, which I think a lot of people, um, you know, kind of fall into that, into that trap and it, it throws them completely off track.
0: Yeah, man. One, one of my favorite cliches that I think has become a cliche because it's true. Is that every overnight sensation? is 10 years in the making. Um, we yeah, really- have about it. We live in this weird era now where you hear of a product or a company or an entertainer and you follow them on Instagram and they've already got, say, a million fans, right? And you think you're new and you think they're new, but in reality, they've been if you're a, a musician like Chris Rockwell, you've been putting on albums for 10 years and doing shows in coffee shops and dive bars and working your way up. And now it's just, you know, they're new to you. They're not a new thing. You know what I mean? I think that's – and eventually 10, 10 years from now, somebody's going to stumble on bean mugging and be like, oh, I just heard about this hot new coffee company. It's great. And it's been around for 10 years. That's kind of just the way the world is now and the way social media works. Um, that being said, me and and Jose had a cool conversation last night that I want to bring up and get everybody's opinion on it. And it, it hinged on the word hustle. We're outside to go play Retro Arcade in Belmar, and Tom DeMott is a friend that we have in common. He's going to be on the show event, so he owns a great business down in Belmar, and he's been super great to work with, as my perspective was hosting open mics in his arcade and making an event for Jersey Shore comedians. But we were kind of all talking outside, having a great night, and Tom, I, I tried to give Jose a compliment by saying you're a hustler, right? And he said, Yo, you are oh, got your hand a lot of businesses. you got this coffee thing going now. You're out in the streets promoting it. You're doing a great job. And it, Jose kind of cut him off and said, I don't like the word hustler. I don't want to be a hustler. I don't want to hustle. I want to work, right? And my first response was, that's crazy. And here's where I come from from this perspective. And I, I thought about this all day today since we had the combo last night in 1991 when New Jack City came out, Ice-T released a single called New Jack Hustler. I'm in 7th grade. I bought the k- If You guys don't remember Casingles, k- right? And for 30 years now, I thought hustling was a good thing. I, it never crossed my mind that there's negative connotations. So when people tell me I'm a hustler, I say thank you, right? And to put the cousins in perspective now to bring it back around for a second, when I moved to this house in Long Branch I live in now, I took all my tapes, my cassette tapes from the 90s, and made these like art installations out of them, right? So I had a family barber my cousin Michael, who's in early 30s, didn't know any of the artists, right? He doesn't know OutKast or any of those, you know, biggie wu tang That's just out of his realm of influence. Kenny, who's with us tonight, didn't know what cassette tapes were. He looked at this thing and was like, What is this? <laughs> and I'm like, What? I'm like, It's how I listen to music. Yeah, no, he knew that he knew the artists, but I would no, never seen a cassette yeah. tape. And I'm like, that's amazing that in 20 years we grew up on basically different planets as far as where we consume media. But that that being said, now to get back to it. And then, Jose, what's explain to everybody who explained to me tonight your version of why hustle versus work are two different things? Yeah, so
2: so listen. Uh, I think uh, it, it's, uh, it's negative. I, I just think hustle to me is, is negative. I think when it, it's like if you if you have um if, if you sell like a, a small product and you you don't have any, insurance you don't have a business plan you don't have a business banking account you're you're taking cash maybe then you're hustling or even then it's just a a side job it's it's uh i think for people that put in work and like you know take out llc's pay taxes uh have an accountant have like real business expenses have overhead for someone to say hey you're hustling it's it's kind of like you're not, you're, you're working, you're, you have a business, you're, 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 you're making moves, but you're not like a used car salesman. You're not selling vacuums. You're, you're not like trying to get one over on anybody. You're not hustling. You're working. You're doing what you're, you're doing what you're trying to do. You're trying to make, make something happen. Um, I, I think like, and, and the other thing too, is like, if you want to be taken seriously, if you want someone to really respect your business, you have to treat it like a business. And I think what happens is these kids or young kids, uh, or even like people that are just trying it, they're just trying it, or they're just making a few bucks. They're, they're happy with it, but they don't have a plan. Like what's, what's the plan? What do you, what do you want to do? So I think that, you know, I, the, the negativity of, of being a hustler, uh, I just don't like it. I just, I, I don't think I'm being a hustler. I think I'm like working.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what I thought last night that I had never thought about before. Yeah. If I buy a product from somebody, let's use your coffee for example, right? If I didn't know you guys and I buy a bag of Boardwalk blend, I want to think I got a good product at a fair price, right? I don't want to think I got hustled. And I think as a as a customer or consumer, you're right, there are some negative connotations of that whereas I've always respected the hustler, but I'm thinking if you want to be have a good customer relationship, you know, customer owner relationship, hustling is probably not not the the connotation you want, right?
2: Yeah, I, I think I think it goes down to, you know, you know, what I said earlier is if you want someone to take your business seriously. I mean, listen, here, here's the thing. It comes down to we have a small batch coffee company. Um, it's not our it's not our hustle. I mean, this is a this is a job. It, it's and we treat it like a job when we ha- when we are shipping orders. There's 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 policies and procedures. Um, you can't ship 100 orders without shipping one order correctly. And you have to put, you have to build, you can't get to a hundred orders in a day. You wouldn't know where to start if you didn't have that base of taking it seriously when you had only one order. And I think like, you're gonna, you're gonna trip up if you don't take it seriously or you don't, you know, you have, when you look in that in the mirror and you, you have to really feel like you are what you're trying to be. And you, you have to take it seriously. You have to really go through those growing pains. We don't have a coffee shop, right? So, it comes down to how do you get that customer to have the same experience with your coffee that they would get from their favorite local coffee shop. And we have an experience. We have, you know, your, your custom branded tape and we're shipping everything in nice boxes. We're using, you know, uh, green craft paper to make it, you know, look appealing because we're treating it like a business. You're not getting your coffee in a priority mailbag thinking it came from my house. Cause that's not what, that's not what we're doing. So yeah. I think if you're going to take it seriously, you really got to, you got to own
0: it. Agreed, man. I think this goes into the success for your um, advice to young entrepreneurs and kind of what you said about hustle versus work. And you guys, we all have kids that are roughly the same age. right? I don't see if you guys agree with me on this. I feel like with young kids, we're so into telling them have high and lofty goals, but don't ever talk to them about get great at what you can do right now and let that build up until your high and lofty goal, right? Like my daughter plays soccer. Playing on the Olympic soccer team is a great goal, but right now she's five. Her goal should be be the best soccer player in Long Branch and crush every practice and be the best player on the field you're on right now. And then maybe that builds to you could play in high school, you could play in college, you could play in the Olympics, right? If things all go right. It's the same thing with I think everything. get good at shipping one bag of coffee and then crush the thousand bag day when you have that day. I think we spend a lot of time telling kids to have these crazy goals without giving them the steps that you have to, you got to get to step one before you get to step 10. Do you guys agree with that? We, we skip steps a lot in the way we, we kind of raise young kids. Tom, what do you think?
3: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I think, um, you know, what you said about like these crazy lofty goals is I think the most important thing with goals is they have to be attainable. And sometimes the big goal, the end goal, the dream isn't attainable right away. It's just not realistic. Um, you know, even for us in that model with the coffee shop, like right now, going out and starting a coffee shop in the world we live in in 2020 wasn't an attainable goal for us. So we kind of reverse engineered our process a little bit and did it the other way. And I think you're right, Angela. I mean, like, I think young people and kids are, you know, they're told to shoot for the stars. And that's that's great. And I think that's where they need to be. But they're maybe not given those tools that they need to to learn how to get themselves there and you know if the end goal is 100 on a if you're counting you still got to get from 1 through 99 before you can get to 100 and, and you got to hit all those marks along the way um you know it's just like jose said about like you can't you can, we can't ship one box of coffee we can't ship 100 boxes of coffee until we ship one box of coffee and it, it really it, it equates to kind of goals and all aspects of life
0: that being said, man, I'm gonna hand it over to Candy for our last question. But the the fur every single box I've gotten from you guys, it is a super professional, super cool experience. If I was you guys, after the me and my cousins run you guys are doing this week, I would reach out to some of those kids that unbox toys on YouTube, have them unbox your product. because uh, I think you're good enough to get a billion hits on something like that, where whole families watch a kid open up a Barbie doll, they can open up a bean mug and next. Candy, what do you got to wrap us up tonight, man?
1: All right. Last question is for Jason. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about your espresso? I believe you guys said you were uh, making that. And like, how strong is it? Like, at, like on average, how many like milligrams of caffeine is in like, I don't know, like a shot? I don't know how they.
4: So the the general idea of what espresso is sometimes gets a little confusing with people. Um, So, uh, espresso is uh, the method of actually uh, extracting coffee, right? So, you essentially can take any one of our blends and make espresso out of it. It depends. There's lots of things that weigh down it. Uh, There's the grind. There's the water temperature. There's the pressure of your machine. And then there's the length and how much extraction you get out of uh, coffee. So, uh, essentially you could get a good jolt out of our uh, boardwalk blend or out of our Sumatra Sunrise. So um, espresso is, 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 is the method of, of extracting. So when you go to like a shop uh, and you get a shot of espresso, it's probably uh, about the same amount of coffee you would use to make your four cups of coffee in your regular machine at home. Minus you're coming out with about uh, two to four ounces of of coffee. So that's why it it, it tastes so strong and it'll uh, it'll 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 grow
1: some hair on your chest. You know what I mean?
4: Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. Oh, that's that's pretty interesting. I I really never knew that. Honestly, I thought it was like a whole different type of coffee. Honestly, Yeah. So our espresso, (laughs) uh,
4: our espresso, our espresso that we offer is roasted a specific way. So that's going to be your best flavor that you can get out of, uh, out of an espresso machine. But, uh, if you behind me, you guys we're not on video here, but behind me, I have different bags of coffee. I have all of our bean mug in here and I'd pull it through my machines and they're just as tasty as the next man.
1: Uh, I'm going
0: I'm to jump in for one second, We shout out every social media and find out where we can buy some bean Mug. In. on a scale of one to 10 for one is mildly annoyed and 10 is unbridled rage where are you guys when someone says expresso instead of espresso starting with jose
1: oh
2: like like an 11 probably an 11
0: there tom it's... how mad are we go ahead, hey, jose go ahead. so i
3: gotta I, I gotta go higher than jose um not because it really drives me that crazy but i think because i'm the yeller of the group so i'm gonna go with a 12
0: like it like it Uh, Jay, where are we going with this? Kenny, I got
4: love for you, bro. Don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) 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 Thanks, man. Same here. Same here.
0: Um, that, that, that being said, I think we had a great time talking to you guys tonight. Hopefully you had a good time with us. Where, where do we find bean mugging? We shout it all the time on the show. We know we got promo code cousins 10. Where is the, where do we buy this? Where, where do we get our hands on this? The best coffee at the Jersey shore. So the easiest place for anybody to buy Bean Mug and Coffee
3: is at BeanMugandCoffeeCo.com. You can order right online. You can sign up for a monthly subscription. Um, We're we're trying to be really dedicated to shipping everything out within 24 hours. So we'll get it to you quick. Um, If you're local to our area, Point Pleasant, you can pick up bags at Haven Sweet Shop in Point Pleasant or Self-Care Cove in Brick. Um, And then besides finding us on the website, you can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Bean Mug and
0: Coffee Co. It's great, man. Kenny, where do we find you and what do you got coming up the rest of the week?
1: Hey, man, uh, you all gave great advice uh, to young entrepreneurs, honestly. Like you could all have your own TED talk if you really wanted to, like how to be successful and sell coffee like that. That's really the business. So good shit. I like the business plan. I like uh I like the coffee, you know, trying it out and stuff and uh yeah, just keep it up. Uh to our listeners, follow me on Instagram, Kenneth two underscores and uh try some uh damn coffee. <clears throat> Gonna wrap it
0: up, man. I wanna give a shout out to Kenny for joining me tonight uh i hope mike is back with us next week if he decides to stay in long island that's going to be his loss and then i want to thank you guys for hanging out with us man jose jason and tom from bean mug and coffee uh, supported me and my cousin's podcast very early on we appreciate all the work we've been able to do together and uh let's do it guys let's keep 2020 rolling and keep this business rolling best of luck with everything and i'll look out for more commercials in the beginning of our episode if you guys choose to sponsor us which i hope you really do thank you guys very much me and my cousins It's a podcast.